Ano? <laughs> we can definitely edit it. Alright. Oh man. Aloha, talo falava to you, mind cleaning crew. Hi everybody, it's quarter before noon, Lizzie Liz. Yes, this is your host for Cream with Malay Fool, Malay Fool. And y'all, as you can see and hear, that quarter before noon, Miss Elizabeth Amy Sotelo is here. Yes, and Malay Fool, as she's been co-hosting before, <laughs> is now here with me. So we're doing a collab tonight. Yes. And it's it's gonna get funny and weird because we've never done a collab like this. I literally so. had a behavior before <laughs> our recording. Man, you guys, it's so good to hear from you guys. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. Yeah. You know, quarter before noon, clean with Malay Fool. We really appreciate you guys. You know, we give honor to our honors due, and we just want to shout out y'all. Thank you so much for listening and the tuning MVP. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, thank you guys for having ears you know that she has actually ears you know hear. ears to hear yeah thank you thank you thank you i know and i i was hearing your podcast not too long ago and you gave me a shout out you gave quarter before noon and i was like <laughs> yeah and um of course because it was your birthday i know and i appreciate that and, and it wasn't just any you know birthday it was your thirty birthday yes. even though people think i look like a high schooler sometimes right um, but that's good though, right. and it's crazy because you know she does blend in with high schoolers. Right, it's a good um, thing I work with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And y'all, she just turned the big three zero. Woo! Wow. And many of y'all may not know this. I mean, cause <laughs> I may not look it like it too, but I'm also <laughs> thirty years old. Right. She turned the big three zero before me. Yes. You don't have to say that. Though. Oh, sorry. I mean. <laughs> They don't have to know your birthday. Dang. <laughs> Shoot. Before me. But you, you know what? You don't look a day over 29. Thank you. Period. I appreciate it. You're welcome. But uh, we definitely wanted to come on here and just um, talk about what uh, what life is, you know, being, not being 30, but actually what was life like in our 20s. And uh, what we learned in our 20s and what we thought was going to happen in our 20s. Because right. I think that's a, a prime age where you hold a lot of expectations. And you think, like, a lot of things are going to happen. You think you're so grown. You think you mm. know a lot of things. And then life hits you and you're like, maybe I don't actually know all these things that I thought I knew. You mm-hmm. know, like, it looks a little bit different when, you know, the rubble meets the road or whatever it that saying is. Yep. And like, you know, for those of you who are in your 20s, those of you who are uh, in your 40s or 50s, you guys already know, um, you know, you guys learned, you guys know what um, you guys learned in your guys 20s. And we just want to talk about it, give you guys um, a little small little measure of what we thought was going to happen and what we learned in our 20s. And so Elizabeth, host of Quarter Before Noon. What have you learned in your 20s? Wow. <clears throat> I mean, there was definitely a lot. Um, I definitely learned to trust God mm-hmm. with my with my everything. I can't even say like one specific area, but I think the area that I think about is finances. I think Ooh. about uh, trusting him to get me to where I need to go because I didn't have a car. Mm. Um, trusting him to uh, provide for my schooling, provide for my everyday needs, provide... Um, even when I had to get a job and I still had to do school at the same time, which you know about as well. Um, trusting that even when the plan didn't go as I thought it was going to go, mm-hmm. that he still had a plan, that it was still good and that, um, that he works all things together for my good and trusting him in that. And, um, I think I learned a lot about relationships, um, mostly friendships, but there were people who, um, I thought we were going to be a thing and then mm. we were not a thing whether that was romantic or friendship but I thought people were going to be with me for like ever and over time we just kind of drifted into our own path and um, some of those people it was harder to take than others. Um, I learned a lot about myself and being self-aware and about um, healing honestly, mm. like emotional and mental healing because um everybody knows that everybody has such a different family and there's so many dynamics of the family and 
um, there was a lot that I hadn't processed, and so um, that was a huge thing for me. Uh, learning about the Bible mm, in yeah. a in a deeper capacity, not just like, oh, I'm gonna read it for a devotional, but really like studying what Ooh. certain words meant. Studying like how does this text read me too, Ooh. not just not just reading the text, but how mm-hmm. does it read me? Um, learning my own style of talking, of acting, of dressing. Um, and realizing that it was okay to be uniquely me and not try to fit into this box of what other people were doing or saying or even dressing. Um, yeah, that was, yeah. what would you say for that? Um, first of all, thank you so much for sharing. Um, definitely the whole healing part, that is so true. And I, I, I hope it's for, you know, everybody goes through the healing process or at least learn. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I know for me, what I've learned in my 20s, uh, one would be um, knowing that it's okay to be alone because I've come from a big family. And I remember one time in um, college, our our transfer, our first transfer year mm-hmm. going in, and um, my roommate Jasmine wasn't there in our room. And I literally could not sleep the whole night um, because I had all the lights turned on. And it was because <clears throat> I wasn't used to right. being by myself. At home, I always had my nieces and nephews right next to me, always sleeping in or in the living room with, you know, my parents and my nieces and nephews. And it was just, <clears throat> I always had someone right. in the same room. Like, I was, like, I never gone to sleep um, at night by myself. Right. It was a sound of silence. <clears throat> it was a sound of silence. And also, it was a, a, a piece of comfort. And so when I moved away to go to school, I've learned um, that it, it was okay to be alone. And I also learned from being separated from my family that I'm actually an introvert. Yeah. <laughs> that I love my alone time. I love my alone time. Right. I love peace and quiet. You know, that's how I get to, you know, recharge myself. And so being alone uh, within my, like, being away from my family um, allowed me to learn how to process um, process as my own individual person instead of processing the way everyone thinks or the way everyone wants me to think in my unit, you know, my family mm-hmm. unit. And also as a culture, too. So I definitely was able to learn my, learn about myself as my own individual Um and learn how to like what you're saying trusting god um not just you know trust god you know what do we say like through our parents or you know but be able to trust god on your own have a relationship like that's a whole different level and not to know god through your parents but to know god through through the Lord Jesus Christ to you know and knowing on your own man that's yo that yeah. that's some wild stuff right, right. there because you're literally going in the wilderness your own right and you're like all right Lord are you gonna show up in this wilderness or mm-hmm. uh did I just come here for nothing or? right and it's definitely you know you walking by faith and not by sight so in my 20s I've, I've learned how to um be my own individual and another one to speak up to use my voice and i remember we talked about this we mm-hmm. always talk about this right. we talk about now for me and my culture how as as a woman in my culture and as a youngin like we did not um have the platform to voice our opinions and um <clears throat> and so it pretty much muted all the youth and muted um and also you know it was an honor and shame culture um, our Samoan culture is really big in honor and shame. And so do we go, we, um, we have this thing where my dad called the skepu and it means the step. Mm-hmm. It's the, I call it the step formula in English and it's by age. And so whoever is older than you, no matter if they're right or they're wrong, you still have to do what they tell you to do. Wow. It's if you're at the bottom of the step, bro. You're at the bottom of the step. Right, you gotta listen to the and other And me people. and my younger siblings, me, mm. my brother, um, Boo Boo, <clears throat> my sister, Nuu, like, we were at the bottom of the step, so we had to stick together. Mm. We stuck together because we were like, well, we're the youngest ones, 
And so we weren't able to voice our opinions out to our to the adults and to the youth and to the um, to the elders. So we talked amongst each other. <laughs> right. That's all you could do. We all, that's all we could do. So mm. moving away from family and from home, I was able to um, be delivered from that. To, right. to get, um, I was healed from that um, and in that area and was able to know that there is a respectful way to speak up. And also there's a way where when I speak up, it's, it's not in a way of me disrespecting you, although it may seem mm. like it to you. Right. But because it's of the, not what the culture presents. Mm-hmm, but what the culture um, presents. So yeah, so that's what I learned in my twenties. Wow. Like just literally being my own identity in Christ, Which, not my identity in the culture. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I yeah, think all of that is so huge because I feel like in knowing you and and hearing this now, I feel like as you're saying it, like those twenties were a time of like freedom and like a little bit of pressure kind of being mm-hmm. released from you because you had all those like societal cultural being the youngest like all of those things on top of you and so for you to find that that moment of like okay I'm gonna be on my own and I'm gonna do my own thing and um and do my own thing in the sense of like just leave home not necessarily Mm -hmm. like you didn't walk away from the Lord or any of that but you you left what was familiar and I think it's so interesting because we kind of have different experiences in that regard Mm because I left home when I was 18 to go to off to school yeah and then I, I came back home because I was like uh I'm like I don't know how to function without them like I didn't know how to be an individual wow. and like I, I came back home because I, I needed to learn some things and I thought I was way more grown than I thought I was wow. and so it was when I went to college the second time that was when I was like okay I, I really am on my own and I have to figure out how I'm gonna get here how I'm gonna get there like am I going to pay for things? And it's so interesting because when I started our school in California, I was 21 at the time. So at that point I was like, okay, I have a little bit more bearing on what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. And, and even just as we were mentioning early, like I, when I first went off to school, my mom took out a loan for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember going to that second college, which being 21, she said, I'm not going to take out any more loans for you. Ooh. So as a 21 year old, I was like, well, I just got to take out them loans. And so um, it was, I think that was the time period where I learned how to be an adult because mm. it was my early 20s. But Come on. <laughs> Kudos but, to your mom. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, let me just say to all you parents who are listening, let this be like a clear no. Do not take out loans. Do not take out loans. <laughs> like, the Lord is going to come through, but loans are... And some people will take, like what your mom right. said, even though if she knew what she knew at this time, she would still take out, so I'm taking out the loan right, for because you. Right, for me, because mm-hmm. she loved me, and I'm, I'm appreciative of that, and I'm grateful, and um, yeah, I think it, it definitely taught me a lot, because it taught me, even in that, going back to that, it taught me about sacrifice, too, because mm-hmm. I was like, I have to be at school, I get to be at school, but it's it's going to come at a price, and so... There was times where you and I both had to sacrifice. Come on. And, like, there was times where I had to give up having fun mm. because I had to be working. I had to work on my days. I wasn't in class. I wasn't in <laughs> That's school. That's true. We tried to kidnap you a few times. <laughs> Several times. <laughs> and, like, I always felt bad, but at the same time, I was like, no, I know what I have to do, and I, I have to pay the school to be here, so mm-hmm. I have to work. And it mm-hmm. would always, like, break my heart because I'm such an extrovert, and I have FOMO, which is the fear of missing out. And I'm like, wait, but God, they get to go to the beach and I have to go to work. I'm like, beach and Goodwill are not the same thing. Uh, it's not, but it was a mental health, um, you know, uh, yeah, type I, of day. Yeah, sometimes I had to pretend like I was at the beach for a mental health day. But um, So, yeah, so all that to say is that, um, like, just our, our experience, we were, it kind of was similar when we went off to school, but mm-hmm. I just went off to school a little bit earlier yeah. and then had to like relearn that lesson mm-hmm. again as I transferred into that school. Yeah, it's interesting how you said you um, you paid the price. We did pay the price. I um, like what you're saying. You had to pay the cost into like you had to work so that way you could, um, you know, put in funds for your education. I paid the price in leaving my family, mm. who was my close knit, you know, who I did not see myself, you know, moving or living away from. Right. It was like, like it was like a blanket for you, like it, your security blanket. It was my security, big old teddy bear. <laughs> and um, 
And so we paid the cost. And I, I paid the cost of missing birthdays. You know, You're missing still missing. Holiday. I'm still, still paying that cost. <laughs> okay. I was like, not trying to make her emotional. And today, y'all, it's um, my nephew's birthday. Shout out to Brandon Itavale. Hey. Happy 21st birthday, baby. I love you. Uh, but he's, you know, he's not a baby, you know. He, he's a big one. <laughs> yeah. he, he is like six, I think he's about six feet. That's what I meant by Be dog. Day. Happy birthday. <laughs> Um, but anyways, yeah, so um, it wasn't easy. We did pay uh, we did pay the cost, and we're still um, paying the price right. for some things. And um, I mean, like, actual financial price. Like, so. actual <laughs> financial <laughs> price, you know. But other prices besides yeah. that, too. We're counting the cost. <laughs> we are counting the cost. And um, that's what, you know, we've learned um, to, we learn how to adult in a different way. Yeah. You know, and I'm learning, you know, I'm still learning um, to count out the cost and I'm actually growing right. in it. And so the 20s definitely was a, a growing time. Oh, growing time. pain. Right. Well, because, but, okay, if you could describe it in one word, what would what would your 20s be? <sighs> I always like to say one word and I'm like, dang, that's a, that you, is. Mm, <laughs> I say I can't use one word. Like a phrase. Okay, one phrase beautiful and ugly mm. working out like fighting not fighting it's like um it's like mu- oh there you go uh muscle pains mm. there you go muscle pains you also know about that muscle pains. yeah so muscle pains in a way where all these pressures you're working out you know um all right louisa <laughs> And it it hurts, yeah. but you're putting in that time for uh, for that growth, for that muscle. Um, you're like, although there's times where you know you you cry because it hurts. You know, you wake up early in the morning to do work and mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, you know, you you sacrifice, you discipline uh, yourself. And so throughout my twenties, there was a mix of emotions, uh, but it was growing. It was growing pains. Because yeah, I left my family, but it was the hardest thing I ever, I I I did. Right. You know. That's true. And I bet it was hard for you to leave. You know your family too. Right. I mean, it, it was. I would say it was a little bit easier because I had already left them, and like I, I really, it really was a transformation from where I was at when I first went to school when I was eighteen to when I went to school when I was twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little bit different, but and it felt kind of different because my sister was living pretty close by at the time. I wasn't like states away. Um, But I mean, there is moments where, you know, like your family knows you better than everybody else sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was like, "Hmm, I don't, I don't have them around. Like I can call them, but they're not like around the block. Yeah. And, but this is the thing. What happens when you outgrow your family? Mm. That's, that's the tough part. That's what I, that's what I was dealing with in my twenties was when I, I outgrew my family, wow. not in a disrespectful way, but in a way where because I chose, I said yes mm-hmm. to moving and I said yes to self-development. I said yes to, you know, to all these things that I did not know the yes came with. Right. <laughs> True. Um, you know, you grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I'm not saying that this is for everybody, but sometimes being with your family could stunt your growth. Shots fired. Ouch. <laughs> you hear how quiet I am? Dang. That's true. Wow, that's really true, though. And again, it's not in the most disrespectful way. Right. In the most sincerest way, sometimes you have to leave. To Sometimes you have to leave because you've been in that place for so long right. that you may just not. And you're, it, what you see gets numb to you. So you may not see um, that what you're going through is is um you know it's i i wouldn't say like what you see um some people may look at it like okay like yo do you not see it do you not see that the big elephant right but there's something there right but you've been living with the big elephant for so long Mm. so you you get numb to it right so when you remove yourself sometimes it's easier to see what other people see because mm-hmm. you've removed yourself and you can see from the outside. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really true though, because I think that was another huge thing that I learned was setting boundaries with people because mm. for so long I would let people take advantage of me. I would let people 
say this and that about me and I just was like yo boundaries are put in place because because I love you because I want you to treat me with respect and I also want to treat you with respect and um that was even with family members sometimes Mm. I had to put them on a boundary and I'm like I can't listen to negativity right now yeah so I can't call you because I'm really focused on school right Mm. now and if I get any piece of negativity it's gonna throw off my mood so I can't do that so I'll call you when I'm ready, but it's not gonna. I'm not gonna call you every day like I used to, or every once a week like I used to. That's crazy because it seems like you have outgrown them emotionally too. Because mm-hmm. when I say outgrown, it's not. It's not in an intellectual way. Sometimes it could be emotionally. Sometimes yeah. spiritually. Sometimes physically and mentally. I feel like sometimes it's more of those other things mm-hmm. than it is intellectually. Yes, I agree. And um, when we when we say intellectually, some people get offended real real quick. Right. Okay. I mean, what are you doing? Right. Then? We ain't calling you dumb, but if, if you, you are afraid, come like, on. <laughs> like if you are offended, if you if you are hearing this and you are offended, then that means you may be check yourself. Right. Are you in a place of where your growth is done? Are you in a place where? You you are ch- like you are trying to study, or you just don't want to study, but you're just Netflixing and binging, and Netflixing and chilling. I know shots are being well, I'm fired be, right I'm gonna now. I'm going to peace out now. <laughs> but the thing no, is, true, what are you doing that's developing your self growth? Are you just on social media, just scrolling, 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 reading other people's diary, right. looking at other instead people's- of making your own diary, mm-hmm. instead of doing your own business, instead right. of doing your own come on, whatever, instead of working on your budgeting, right. But you over here going to grocery stores. No, not grocery stores. Fast food restaurants. I feel like the gif of Spongebob where he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's peasy now. That's true though. But these are real things that we that we're, we've, we have learned yeah. in our 20s. Right. And, and that's why for me, I had to be okay with knowing that I have outgrown some people. And those people mean um, some were family members. Right. Uh, but it does not mean that I don't love them. It just means that I'm in a different place and a different season. And I love you at a different capacity. I love you at a different... Ooh, I love you at a different capacity. Like, we just read a devotional this morning, and it mm-hmm. talked about how uh, Jesus loves us uniquely, mm-hmm. not equally. Yeah. And I think that's true with people in our lives. We don't love everybody equally. We love them uniquely. So mm-hmm. sometimes, Cousin John, you're going to have to be like... I'm going to love you from a distance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pray for you. But that doesn't mean you have to come to my house every Tuesday for tacos. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, cousin John does not need to come over that often. Like, Or Sister Mary over there. Doesn't mean you got to keep coming to my house and stealing my slippers, okay? Right. Every time I come, every time all I my come. scots are all gone. <laughs> my scots. I, I just learned scots, about them. I'm not talking about drinks. I'm talking about Scott Slippers. Okay. Slippers, okay. If you don't know, Google it. Polynesians' houses and in Hawaii, people are known for going to other people's houses <laughs> and just taking That's other wrong. people's slippers. That is so wrong. <laughs> and then you see people with big feet wearing small slippers, and you're like, you know well enough that you don't, you can't fit. You can't fit those. Mm. Sometimes, like you said, we outgrow people, and sometimes they don't fit us anymore. Ooh. Sometimes the shoe ain't Ooh. the shoe don't fit. Sometimes you're trying to stick your foot, which is size ten, into a size seven, and it ain't gonna fit. And it's crazy. I think about like <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> slippers, right? I think about when we go when I, every time I go home, mm-hmm. like in you, you know, you're in a Polynesian house is when you see all people, there are people's slippers just everywhere in front of the house because you can't take your slippers inside the house. Oh no, that's disrespectful. And so you see all these different sizes, so you know that everyone is in different growth. But you, some people, sometimes what I do, I have to hide my growth. Mm-hmm. I have to hide my slippers so no one won't, um, won't leave with it and bury it. You know what I'm saying? Wow, yeah. Because sometimes it looks it look like it's hitting bro. me a little bit slower, but Ooh. but it's hitting me, girl. Just oh, I hear it. All right, you gotta man. hide the growth. Wow. Sometimes you have to hide the growth. I, sometimes I have to hide my slippers, aka mm. growth. Because people won't be on the same level as people you. People won't be in the and same they won't level. be able to celebrate where you're at or what you're doing or mm-hmm. where you've been, and they'll only see. Sometimes they've only seen where you've been, the old size that you were, mm-hmm. and they can't fathom this new place that you're at and they will see the growth but they're still going to see the same five-year-old for melee from when she was five years old right 
for when she was 18 or before she left. And that's true. And so they could see the growth, but they're saying, no, I still see... I still see the I still see that little girl. Right. Well, I think what what I talk about too on the podcast mm-hmm. is the rose colored glasses. Mm-hmm. They're only gonna see it through the way they want to see it. Mm-hmm. Like they don't want to see you as this grown woman and me included, like other people. Mm-hmm. But they just see you as like, oh, you're so precious. You're still like, and even though you can clearly see you've grown in maturity and stature. Yeah. Maybe not me, but you know, stature. Just everything. Yeah. Emotionally, educationally, you've grown in so many different ways. And they don't know how to process that, you know? Yeah, and I think about my nieces and nephews. Like, you know, my my nephew, um, Fa'a, and my niece, Des, like, and uh, my niece, Nosy. Like, when we, when we talk, and there's times when we talk, and I don't come to them as an auntie. Mm. And because, you know, we're believers, I'm like... They're like, man, auntie, it's so good to have a conversation with you. I'm like, oh, know that I didn't come to you tonight as your auntie. Mm. I came to you as a brother and sister in Christ. And I have to humble myself because I've seen, I see the, gro- the growth in them. Right. I see that they're grown. They're no longer the, my, the little babies that I right. ha- you know, held in my arms, that I, that I bathed, that I took, a sh- that I, took a sh- right. I took them to go take a shower. Like, they are grown men and women. Right. And so, with their own personality, with their own personality, their own, they make their own decisions, their own beliefs. Oh, their own belief, yes. And I look at them, I'm just like, wow, like I had to let the little baby in them go, mm. the, that one that I that I adored, right? But I, I now I still I love them, but I respect them even more, right? Which makes room for you to have a different kind of relationship yes. with them because. Then, like, they're able to come to you about life events Mm -hmm. or different things. And even just, I think, like, on a believer level. But I think even when people aren't believers, bringing it to a human level. Whether you're, whether you're, they're superior, whether you're older than them. I think it's so, like, true to be at, to bring it at a level where you're not above them or they're not below you or they're not above you. But you're just here. You're just, like, at a level that's similar because I, I feel like that even with my high schoolers I'm like okay I'm like uh okay you're talking about this celebrity that you love so much mm-hmm. let me just let me just be in the mix of what you're trying to say or right. like hey let me relate oh you're struggling being it being senior year or you know whatever let me let me tell you about what I faced when I was there yeah. and like everybody's faced it you're not the only one and like I'm not, like, I try to think of myself as, I'm like, I'm not that far removed. I'm only 12 years mm-hmm. older than them. And I hope that what I can give them is what I've learned from my own life and the mistakes yeah. that I've made in my, you know, early 20s, my teens, and even now as an almost thir- as a 30-year-old, mm-hmm. um, the things that I've done. And, and, and not, to, not to boast in myself, but to boast in the Lord because I, I have made a lot of mistakes. But if I can... If I can give you any piece of what I've learned, yeah. like at the end of the day, then like if you could take it or not. But mm-hmm. and so I think that's really cool that we get to we get to do that in the lives of the people around us. Yeah, that's good, man. Our twenties, we there's so much that we could say, um, but again, that's like what ten years. Right, that's ten years worth of that's things. That's ten that... years worth of things that we could go on and on and on, which goes on to our next point. <laughs> <laughs> we knew this was gonna happen too. <laughs> what we thought was gonna happen in our twenties, and I love what um how you said it was, um unmet expectations, mm-hmm. and um since you already went you went first last time, yeah. What I thought was gonna happen in my twenties, honey. I thought I was going to get married. Married. <laughs> nah, he was going to put a ring on it. I thought I, I thought I was going to get married. Man. Same, bro. It's crazy how in my 20s, I was proposed to twice. Two different men. Wow. And it's just so... I feel like that's a fact about you that most people don't know. Most I people mean, don't know. Yeah. Well, now everybody's going to know. <laughs> oh, man. And it's not like, oh, you know, I did not want to get married. It was just like, no, you proposed to me. But did you do it the right way, though? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, was it the right timing, though? 
Um, and also, was it the right person? Right. Are you are you the right are one? Are you the right one? For me. For me. Um, but yeah, so that was the main thing that I thought was going to happen in my 20s was get married. Did you think you were going to have kids in your 20s? Or no? no, because this is the thing. When I was um, in elementary, I saw my sister get married at the age, I believe, like 27, going to like close to her 30s. Okay. So I literally told God, mind you, I did not have a relationship with God. I knew who he was. Right. I just did not. Um, I There's was a difference not saved. between head knowledge and heart knowledge. Right. Yeah. I did not. I was not saved um, through Jesus Christ. And so I told God, I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm going to be just like my sister Effie. I'm going to get married in my late 20s. And I said a specific number. I said 27. Wow. I said, I'm going to get married at the age of 27. And and I said, at the age of 30, I'm going to um, I'm gonna be so rich. Yeah, I'm 30 right now. <laughs> <laughs> she's rich in love. And she's going to be rich in finances. I'm rich in lots of things. But all that was to say that um, when I was in my 20s, I had a really good friend and we were, we loved each other was more than friends. Mm. And um, you know who I'm talking about. Right. And um, he was the one that proposed to me. And the thing was, I believe I was um, from 22 to 26. Mm-hmm. Um, we were good, amazing friends and we were just, we were both in love with each other. Mm-hmm. And um, we, it was hard for us. We were like trying to figure out like, should we be together? Should we not? Um, And shoot with that guy. I literally, that was the most time I've ever like went to the Lord. Like I ran and I fasted. I was like praying to God. I was like, (gasps) like I was hurt. I cried before the Lord. And um, when I was in, when I was 23, the Lord reminded me of what I spoke um, about myself, wow. about being married at 27. And he said, he was like, you need to be okay with the date, with the age that you get married at. He was like, it may not happen wow. at 27, but because you said it, I need you to, um, to pull that down. Right. Because it's, and I was like, okay. So I was like, you know, Lord, like, I know I said I'm going to get married at 27, but, um, I pull it down in the name right. of Jesus. You had to give that up. I had to give it up. I'm like, I'm okay with it, with, with, um, you know, whatever age I'm going to get married. Right. I'm going to be okay. And then when my 27th birthday was coming up, the Lord reminded me and he said, Hey, you remember that, um, year when I told you to, wow. um, to pull those words down? And I was like, yeah, I remember. He's like, the reason why I told you, he was like, because if you did not, I would have to uh, fulfill that prophecy. He was like, because you spoke that over your life, and I had to, he was like, I had to do it because it was your words. Mm. And life and, um, you know, life and death is in a part of your tongue. And so because it was a self-prophecy, wow. I had to show you, and I had to, and you did it by faith, but this is the reason why. Because your 27th birthday is coming up, and if you did not, um, wow. if you did not pull it down, he was, when I said pull it down, meaning like uh, re-announce it, he was like, you literally would have been married um by 20 by the age of 27 wow and i was like oh my gosh so i thought about that relationship that that we tried that i tried he tried to make it happen and it could not happen and it was because the lord literally saw that i Mm re-announced those um that um, that prophecy over my life and he was like all right now i'm in works and so i had to put my i had to get myself and take it take myself out of the way and that is the reason why I'm still not married till today. <laughs> and this is why I'm here today. In a good way. Yeah. Right. And I, I think that's so true because, well, I mean, same, uh, not to getting engaged twice, but uh, <laughs> I thought I was going to be married at 23. Um, I don't know why that age was like prominent to me. It was like, wow. I'm going to be married at 23, um, which... I don't even know what I was doing at 23. Honestly, I was at school and he was still working, <laughs> working, learning, trying to emotionally take care of myself. Um, but I remember, which is probably like, yeah, I was probably 20 at that or 19 or 20, but, um, which I think I've talked about him, but there was this guy that I really liked and his, 
uh, his mother was just very for us and even kind of told me in some ways that we were going to get married. She said I was going to marry her son. Mm. Um, And so I had that in my mind. I had like, I'm going to marry, I'm going to marry this lady's son, you Mm -hmm. know? And she was, she was a pretty important person in the church. So I was like, okay, she's telling me like, this is true. And like, it's going to happen. And she was like, yeah, you know, his wife is going to be Hispanic and you know, like for the Lord and stuff. And so uh, him and I had this very friendship where we would hang out a lot and people probably thought we were together, but he was not my boyfriend. Um, he asked me to be his girlfriend over a text. And I said, uh, I think we need to talk about this in person because this is not a text conversation. Um, Tell it, girl. So the next day we talked and I just told him, I'm like, well, I think we need to be friends longer. I think we need to be in a place where we get to know each other in this kind of capacity wow and not not start just automatically dating and you're my boyfriend and I'm your girlfriend and so um I think he took that really hard and we like slowly started drifting it was just kind of like we would hang out less and less and he'd work more and more and I remember that was like months and we didn't hang out and then all of a sudden he gives me a valentine's card and just says love and his name and I'm like okay that was weird (laughs) and then um, I go off to school. I don't really hear from him. And then I heard from him and we start hanging out again. We start texting and talking and then all of a sudden starts to drift again. And I find out he's in a relationship and then I find out he gets married <gasps> and I'm like, okay. Is she Hispanic? Too? Yeah, she is. And I was like, well, maybe that wasn't for me originally, but it, it hurt because I liked him a lot mm. and I, and I was like, maybe if I had just said yes, like oh. we would have been together and then I would have gotten married to him and I probably would have been married at 23 oh. or whatever. And I, it was kind of a lot to handle because I had heard it from my mom who had told me uh, that he was in a relationship. And then I had seen when he got engaged and then when he got married and I had to give that up as well. I had to wow. say like, wow, this, it wasn't meant for me. And whenever I'm supposed to be married, you know, and it, it's not it's just not right now and I remember I choked with one of our friends at school one time and at the time she was 25 and I was like dang girl you should be married already and it came back at 25 I was like oh wait oh, now wait. I'm that person who's still not married and then I was like and then it became 30 and I'm like okay I'm still not married still not in a relationship but mm. learning to love me learning to love who I am and who I've become since that person that I thought I was gonna you know be in a relationship with to to where I'm at now and realizing like I'm like you know what I'm I'm grateful that he has his life with his wife and I pray they're doing well but I'm glad I didn't I wasn't the one to marry him Mm. I'm glad too thanks so glad girl I'm glad you didn't marry those other people too Uh, same (laughs) (laughs) but God is just so good and, Mm -hmm. and he is just so faithful and now that we are 30, yeah, man, now that we are 30, you know, and we've seen that um, we've had these unmet expectations, um, how are you going in? How are you like um, pretty much being content in where you're at right now? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it's really just learning to uh, continuously love myself and continue to um, seek and search for the Lord because he's the biggest person in my life. And mm-hmm. um, I, I don't really know how to love without him. I love from my own fleshly nature, um, my own sin, sexual nature, just so, you know. Um, but finding him and finding him in the process of that and being okay with whenever he brings the person and not trying to rush him and be like all right lord is it happening today is it happening now and there's times i go back on the dating apps i was back on for like a week and i was like well the prospects are kind of slim right now Mm -hmm. um so lord i think i'm just gonna end this which i normally do that i'll go on for like a week or two or a month and then i'll be like okay i'm done uh because i haven't had any dates from it so i'm just kind of like you know what lord like, I'm, I'm in a place where I'm learning to do the things that I love to do, which is 
practice guitar when I practice guitar, which is not often, but I need to get on it more. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, practice my roller skates, which I bought and haven't really done. So I think it's a time of investing in me, honestly, and investing in in, in bettering myself and who I could be and who I want to be. And, and even I want to be at a better place when I'm 40 than I was at 30 mm-hmm. and when I was at 20. Like, 20s were great. I learned a lot. It was hard. It was good. It was beautiful. It looks like you said, beautiful and ugly. But 30s, I wanted to be, like, super awesome that I just go into the 40s and I'm rocking it. I'm, mm-hmm. like, so in love with Jesus. I'm working on my health, being more fit, working on my businesses my ministries my whatever he's going to place in my path and the people he's going to place in my path mm-hmm. path I just want to be able to love them well and do do well you know well girl what would you say um what was the question <laughs> something how how am I content there you go yes how are you content now being in your 30s um man Right now, I will say, um, working on my self development. Mm, um, I wish, I actually, I don't wish. Um, what I've learned in my twenties, what I've learned, what I went mm-hmm. through in my twenties, what I went through, and it just so happened to be that right now, starting in my thirties, that I'm now um, being more intentional with my finances, mm. being more intentional with building. Wow, and sucked that it, it it took me to uh to um, 30 to get to that place of actually being intentional with building but it's because I had all these things that I had to deal with right. first that I that I believe that I had to deal with first so that way I can have a freedom to build right um and so which doesn't suck I mean I feel like it may not have been in your time frame that you mm-hmm. learned this, but it's still beautiful that you're learning it now because you do have so many people who are looking to you as an example yeah. that you get to be like, nah, I'm 30. Do this now at your 20s. Do this now right. in your teens. Do this now. Like, don't don't be looking for these people for attention. Like, yeah. So you have the ability to speak into their life and that, you know, sometimes, sometimes we're, we don't receive things the same way as we were in our 20s than we are. That is true. I can definitely say that, um, especially when you learn a lot and you're just like, oh, okay. And I and also I'm um, the way I'm being content is um, the people that I that I actually want to have in my life. You choose to be and who I choose to have in my life. And um, I realize that me coming from a big family that I don't have to have a lot of people in my circle. And that is totally fine right. with me. I'm like, shoot. And um, that's, how I, that's how I'm content. I'm content by um, working out. Um, you know, because I know that I'm a physical touch person. I know that I'm quality time. And so the way I burn off those steam is I go work out. I work out. Um, I, get, uh, I get all the loves from my students when they go to work. Mm. You know, they fill up. Um, my love tank in in ways where you know when I see them I'm just like oh my gosh like, right. they're so adorable <laughs> and sometimes I get punched from them and you know hits and right. you know it's tough love you know that's still physical touch no just kidding <laughs> not not in that way but <laughs> right <laughs> um but yeah so I think for me it's it's just really um being content to where I'm okay where I'm at yet contending for more of what God has for me. Mm. And so it's like this like this beautiful resistance of like, oh, like I want mo- I want more, but let me just pull just to where I know that I'm okay with what the little that I do have mm. and the more that I, that I will have, but I'm okay with what I have now, yet I'm still contending to pull more into my life. It reminds me of Paul. Mm-hmm. Because there's the verse where he says, like, I've learned to be content with much, yes. and I've learned to be content with little. Yeah. And, like, I, I love that for your life and mm-hmm. for, for me even. But as you're saying that, I'm just, like, I've had a lot. I've had a little. I've learned to be content in both. But the, the thing that's going to always be sufficient is the Lord. Yeah. Like, everything else is going to change, and it's going to be here, there, and everywhere. But the Lord is always going to be constant. Amen. I, I agree. And that's one thing about me and you. The, the, 
that's actually always been the same as our relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um and I know for me, like I'm I'm excited to see that relationship go deeper and and same. get even stronger. Um and that means I pay the cost of, you know, waking up in the morning. You know, so I do my best to wake up at three forty five. But uh, I just clock up and get up at four and turn on my light and by faith I'm like, Lord Get me up. <laughs> Help me out, Lord. Help me out. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, the discipline of being in, being consistent with that. Right. Being consistent with God, with the strategies God has given me and executing those strategies. Yeah, that's true. I love that. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, so for those who have been listening, we totally forgot you guys were here listening in. <laughs> we just started talking. And we know you guys were probably cleaning and listening and, you know, just chilling. Um, but, again, this is just our experience, a measure of what we've experienced um, in our 20s. And, um, you know, for those of you who are in your guys' 20s, you know, I hope you guys learned a few things or even, like, was able to identify mm-hmm. you know and, and relate to some things like oh man yeah right. i was in a relationship or maybe it maybe it'll be like a a pre-red flag if something comes about mm. and you're like oh they talked about this maybe right. maybe i shouldn't get myself into this mm-hmm. oh maybe i should not Oop, be in this relationship maybe i should not eat that fried chicken <laughs> Even though it's good. Even though it's good and oily. Ooh, and that crisp. But it ain't going to be good for you in five years. Right. And you know you're lactose intolerant. You still go after that milk and that cheese. Why why are you calling me out for? I'm just saying. (laughs) My gluten-free lifestyle. Um, But, y'all, we just wanted to come on here and um, to come together as host of Quarter Before Noon and Clean with Malay Fua. Um, We just wanted to share our experience and... um, and also, like, really be real of what we thought was going to happen in our 20s. Right. It and, didn't always look like it. And we know that we're not alone because we know that there are other people who are in their 30s or surpassed their 30s that they thought that they were going to get married at a, at a certain time, too. Right. And we just want to encourage you guys, if you know, both men and women, unbelievers and believers, if you guys are past your guys' 30s and you guys are still single, hey, Keep holding on to that promise. Keep going. Keep right. moving. Keep doing your purpose and be all about it. Because at the end of the day, someone like, you know, someone, someone, God, God has that person for you. But it's, I realized that purpose does not start with marriage. And that's what I learned in my 20s that um, you, you know, don't wait to get married to, in order for you to think that your purpose is going to start. Right. No. To live your life. Yeah, you live your life now. Oh, that is mic drop and we're done. Oh my gosh, because that was so good. Live your life. Live your life. And when I say life, don't just you know not not the, you not know, YOLO. Not YOLO. But like live to the fullest. Yes, live to the fullest. You know, if you don't know your big purpose, what is your small day to day purpose? Come on. What do you need to do? We talk about this often. Yes. I feel like because it's so true. And sometimes your day-to-day purpose is get your butt up and go to work. Right. Because people need you at right. work, wherever you're at. Like, even if you think you have a lowly and significant job, that's probably, one, not true. And two, there's somebody or something that needs you, mm-hmm. and you need to be there. And it, without you, it's not going to go as well as it should. Right. And so it's not about the majority... It's not about the big purpose. Um, you know, we're not going to get the full picture. Right. So do the day-to-day purpose. Also, it's not about you. Yeah, it, it's not about you. It's not about you. Sorry to tell you. The world does not revolve around you. Right. Even though you might think it does. Sorry <laughs> to burst your bubble. But yeah, wake up and, and live with that purpose. Because I think that that's so true. And I feel like in the dailiness of your daily purpose you're gonna find the big purpose mm-hmm. and it takes time like that's a, I think a huge thing I've learned is that I think I thought I went to bible school and my purpose was going to come to me overnight mm. and it's still something I'm discovering day to day but yeah. like realizing like okay my day-to-day matters too it's not yeah. just about the big p purpose but it's about what am I doing with the little that I've given the measure I've been given every day. Am I doing what I can with that, or am yeah. I just letting it go to waste because I'm like, oh, it's another Tuesday. Oh, it's another Monday. And you're so miserable because you're always thinking about you, like, oh, I'm just going through this. Yeah, we get it. Everybody's going through something. Right. 
But how, what if that person just needed your smile? What if that person just needed you to say hi, but you were so into what you were going through? Right. Yes, I understand you are hurting. Yes, I understand you're going through some struggles. But we are all going through some kind right. of struggle. And sometimes it, it takes you going out on faith. Maybe you're the one that needs to have a hello said to you. Mm-hmm. But maybe it takes that faith for you to say hello to somebody that somebody can also bring that healing back yes. to you. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you got to step out of your own box and be like, all right, this is uncomfortable and I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do this because I feel like this is what I need to do right mm-hmm. now. And by faith, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I'm going to be encouraged as well. Come on now. And yeah, that's that was a whole load. <laughs> It was. We can talk for days. So and for those of are. you who are in your twenties, yo, learn, learn, learn from what we just shared. Um, I don't know what we. I forgot what we shared, but it was a whole lot. <laughs> we shared a lot of things. But again, um, enjoy learning about yourself, becoming your own person, mm-hmm. and um, knowing that sometimes you're not going to get married at the age you thought you were going right. to get married. It doesn't mean it doesn't. It also doesn't mean you're old if you get married yeah. at whatever age, and you thought you were gonna get married at twenty three. It's still not old if mm-hmm. you apologize to my friend still for calling her out at twenty five and be like, "You're not married yet." Yeah, there's but. like the biological clock is what we hear ticking. Right. But really, man, have how about hearing the purpose clock? How about healing? Um, hearing the calling clock. I think even the healing clock. The I healing feel like you were going to say it, but there the healing come. clock. Mm-hmm. Like, I think all of, there's other clocks, and I think that it goes with the, it goes with the whole thing of quarter before noon, uh-huh. if any of you have been listening. Or maybe for the new people clock, who have it. Clock, but, clock. like, we always I mean, think click, there's... Click, click, click. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clock, clock, too. But if we always think there's a time frame, and, like, we always got to get things done by this amount of time. But that's not true. Like, our everybody's clock looks different about how they get things done and I I feel like I'm a testimony of that period because I did things a lot later than some other people but like just know that if if you're alive there's still time to do it whatever that Mm. it is you still have time to do it yeah that is true but you know we could go on and on (laughs) we can (laughs) um but before we go we just want to say that we love you guys thank you so much for tuning in to clean with Malay Fua and quarter before noon. Quarter before noon, we know that um, we adore you guys. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Um, you have so many podcasts you can choose to listen yes. to, so we thank you that you listen to ours. Yes, so much mahalo, malo lele, talafalava. Te amo mucho. Te amo mucho, 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 and we love y'all so much. Peace out, A Town. Until next time. Bye. Bye.